It's Andrew again with another episode of Brother vs. Brother, the podcast where two siblings go at each other and you decide who wins. This week, we're going to be going a little political. But first, we want to remind you that this episode comes out on Monday, November 6th. Nope. November November 5th. 5th, sorry. And we want you to go vote and have your voice heard on November 6th. It's very important. No matter which way you lean, you should really have your voice heard and make sure that you get your vote to count because they all do. Correct. And I am Nick. Thanks for the intro, Andrew. Uh, coming at you from Boulder, uh, Colorado. Please get out there and vote. Uh, it is your civic duty and doesn't matter who you're voting for, but get your voice, make yeah, your voice and heard. there's a lot of important elections all around the country so it it is probably one of the most important elections in recent times so make sure yeah your vote counts vote now we're going to move on with a little uh housekeeping stuff so another thing uh speaking of competition i think nick had a shout out to somebody real quick Oh, what up? Uh, so shout out to Derek Rose. He scored 50 points. Shut up, guy. Let me, this is, again, this is my platform and I'm using it to, okay, to go, talk go. and talk this about things I find important. Voting. Shout out to Derek Rose. He scored 50 points last night and it's been a long road since he won MVP and uh, like tore his MCL, ACL, and he's back at a, a very competitive level. So as uh kanye west once said shout out derrick rose man that homie nice i'm glad we're quoting kanye in this very important time i mean we're throwing out quotes from some very important people in this episode anyways let's let's finish up with a little housekeeping tips and then we'll move on to the politics okay remember everybody our decathlon the brother versus brother decathlon starts in two weeks so make sure you get your suggestions in for the events you want us to do at brother vs brother podcast at gmail.com we want to hear from you and we want you to run the show and how we compete true and there's also uh, a survey on our website on the episodes page uh, that you can suggest a an event for our decathlon. Yep. So make sure you get that vote in. Very important. And also to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Word. All right. So this week's episode is... Hold on. One more thing. Speaking of voting, the results are in, as Maury would say. Andrew, you've taken a slight Woo! lead in, I guess, debate winnings. Andrew has... 11 wins or votes four wins and i have eight so people the guy sits down in a porter potty to pee yep i mean he's a monster so that was our latest episode if you haven't listened to it nick and i definitely suggest it because it's a matter that deals with everybody matter of the heart let's get on with it so this week we're talking our favorite uh non-modern who the best president who the best president is president of non-modern times which means basically the 60s and beyond we consider modern times so anytime before that we have 
uh, at least 35 options to choose from, or 34 options to choose from. So, Nick, who is your choice this week? My boy, Teddy Roosevelt. And why is he your choice? Because he was a G. Good. Okay. And my choice this week was his fifth cousin, Franklin D. Roosevelt. (laughs) Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the man who took us through World War II almost all the way. Shame. Can you tell us a little bit about Teddy and why why you really... It seems like you relate to him a lot because you always tell me you read his books. Yeah, so I guess my main main reason for loving Teddy was that he was a big conservationist. Okay. He established five national parks and was really instrumental. Do you know the parks' names? Yeah. So Yellowstone, uh, Sequoia, Yosemite, Mount Rainer, and Crater Lake. Oh, those are pretty big parks. Yeah. And some were established as parks before Teddy Roosevelt, but they weren't national parks. Got it. And so he was really instrumental in conserving land, especially national parks. He he uh, placed under public protection, protection 230 million acres of land wow. in the United States. Yeah. So he was really instrumental in the national parks, which arguably is America's greatest idea ever um, because we were the first ones to set up national parks. And it's it's really important for people to see the na- the natural side of the world. For sure, yeah. Nature is important, everybody. Indeed. But he was also very important when it came to um, reform for poor people, immigrants, men- the mentally ill, uh, while he was uh, police commissioner of New York. Uh, he set up the Rough Riders, uh, which were super badass dudes who fought in the uh, Spanish-American War. Just just a good dude. Why did you choose FDR? Well, I chose FDR because I really respect his candor. I think he was, was an incredible... He had a, uh, the, the great deal, the New, New Deal, deal was, uh, was pretty influential in, in how the country moved forward out of, you know, obviously the Great Depression, which was a big... A terrible point in America. A depressing matter, some would say. A very depressing matter, some would say. So I will say he was influenced greatly by his... It was, uh, I think Teddy was his fifth cousin. They they run in the same family, obviously, but, but yeah. they were and very and both very wealthy kids from New York, basically, who climbed the, climbed the ladder to uh, reach the highest rank in American politics, which is pretty unheard of and also he he basically made america flourish again after the great depression and then kind of ushered us into an era of world war ii which was you know not the best era but but he really he really shepherded the way in terms of like at first trying to be an ally to the people without really without really getting involved in involving the u.s until pearl harbor obviously that was also a big turning point in America, which, which in uh, not really in turn, but kind of coincided with the creation of the atomic bomb, which obviously ended World War II. Jesus guy, what? Where are we going? I'm with just this? saying, he, I'm kind of running through his presidency, <laughs> but that's, okay. uh, I mean, that's like why he he had so many things in his, and also he was the first president to break with tradition and go for four terms instead of. The normal two terms. So he was the reason that 
uh, the presidency was changed to only do two terms. Yeah. Well, so Teddy had had the opportunity to run for a third consecutive term, but he stepped down because he didn't want abuse abuse the power of yeah. the presidency. But he did he did eventually try to run for a third time in 1912. Was it immediately after the next presidency or was that... No, so he served from 1901 to 1909. Okay. He he was vice president. McKinley was murdered, was Ooh. assassinated like six months into the into his right. presidency. So uh, Teddy became president and he actually served without a vice president for his whole Which first term. Which is also unique if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. I think every other president has had a vice president at least. Correct. He kind of broke with the Republican Party after his presidency and ran, setting up his own party, the Bull Moose Party. <laughs> and actually, while he was giving an, a speech for a campaign speech, he was shot in the chest, finished his speech, Damn. <laughs> and then uh, got the bullet removed from his chest. And actually what, what saved him was his speech was like 55 pages long and it was folded so tightly that the bullet like didn't penetrate his his uh his skin uh, well penetrate his skin didn't but go didn't, too deep like, go into his heart yeah, yeah yeah damn that's yeah lucky but also impressive yeah agreed he i mean he's a thug dude like he he's just an overall badass he after his first wife died he went to the dakotas and like was became a cowboy and who was his first wife? Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm sure, we could look it up. Here we go. Okay. I'm wondering if his first, if his wife was as influential as Eleanor Roosevelt, which was FDR's wife, no. who you know kind of led the. She was not. She was not. And this was before he was president. Okay. Like, yeah, I got it. Okay. I forgot what the movement is called of the for the women's rights reformation, reformation. movement. Yeah. No. No. Suffrage, suffrage movement. Uh, yeah, they were the suffra- suffragettes. You're yeah. right. Sorry. I should have known that. I apologize. Come on, guy. But anyway, like Teddy was was he set up he helped set up the uh the Food and Drug Act. Oh, okay. The Perf Pure Food and Drug Act in nineteen oh six. Is that kind of the beginning of the FDA? Yes. And then he also fought uh corruption in the government as well as uh monopolies. So like he was he was even though he had this really kind of royal upbringing, quote unquote, uh, he was still he was a man of the people. He was a man of the people, and he was he was his father Teddy Rose Theodore Roosevelt one always taught his children to be very humble and just because you have we have money we're not better than than people that don't that, that makes sense that's that's commendable for sure speaking of uh wealth obviously the roosevelt family was very wealthy and mm-hmm. and teddy was uh according to some charts teddy was the third or fourth wealthiest president to ever take office and fdr was either the ninth or the tenth wealthiest to ever take ever take office which is you know yeah i mean obviously we don't know what the latest one was but but obama was definitely not up there with with the wealthiest so. yeah yeah i think that whole family is kind of like that because fdr was pretty was was also a man of the people he i mean obviously he had the terrible stint with the japanese before with the internment camps in california and all that stuff before yeah. or after i forgot if it was before or after pearl harbor but it was before well it makes sense it was all the way basically but yeah 
you know, he, he also was known as like a, a man of the people and he really uh, supported the rights for for all different races um, and their voting rights and all that stuff around the country. And he really he put a lot of um, uh, rules and laws in place to make sure that they are uh, heard and they are respected. But, you know, obviously it was a yeah. it was a rough time for them. So not everybody they weren't the best rules uh, probably of what we have today, but there's still, it was a start to like really the abolitionist movement and the, uh, all the voting rights movements. Cause, and obviously Eleanor, his wife was a leader in, in, uh, the suffragist movement, which, uh, which was a big deal after, after the great depression, everybody was kind of feeling, uh, feeling like their, their voice wasn't heard and, and their vote didn't matter. So, I think he did a lot to change that in his time in office and all while kind of fighting I think it was polio was his uh kind of his disease which kind of made him not Die. too feeble or whatever. What? The 19th 19th amendment was passed in 1920. Yeah, but I'm saying I mean obviously people still didn't like adhere to it. Got to check your facts, bro. Whatever. <laughs> not whatever. You can't just say whatever and Wait, brush it off. what's the 19th Amendment? Oh, my God. I couldn't read everything about him. Okay, but you should still know what the 19th Amendment is. I should know is. all of the amendments. It prohibits the states and the federal government from denying the right to vote to citizens of the United States on the basis of sex. Ah, so that was the suffragist movement. Yes, so very pre uh eleanor and fjr True, but you know i don't know i don't know what you're trying to mind. say i take all the suffragists back but <laughs> still i mean it was uh but she was she was very much for equality and and yes, everybody I was it. i mean both um, i think both the roosevelts were pretty kind of forward thinking in that in that sense a little bit for sure because they because sure. they before the 40s it was just it was still pretty sad a pretty sad situation if you weren't a white landowning male. Yeah, even after then. Yeah, I mean, even now, yeah. Yeah, uh, but going back to foreign policy, Teddy, because you, I mean, obviously FDR served through World War II and was very important in the in the U.S. help or the Allies winning yeah. the war. But Teddy was really um, the first president, first kind of modern president to have a good have a foreign policy like he he helped end the russo-japanese war and he won a nobel peace prize for that he helped how did, uh, how did he panama. stop the war was he did he just insert u.s forces there no he mediated the the treaty oh, okay okay uh there's just like a fight over land between russia of course, and japan yeah. and so he mediated the the treaty which is called the treaty of portsmouth cool yeah and he won a uh nobel peace prize for that and he was also very important in the building of the panama canal which obviously is is huge today for shipping and moving goods all over the world yeah. and he this is interesting uh he was the first uh president to have so it was raining one day and all these reporters were huddled outside the White House. Uh, he brought he brought the reporters inside and he gave them their own room. Oh. Essentially setting up the presidential briefing room. Got it. That's cool. Or the press briefing room. And so he had a very good good relationship with the press and they kind of repaid him and, and 
I'm not going to say painted him a favorable light, but like they were very truthful and honest throughout his presidency. And he was very, very quick to to shoot down slander and, and false news. Yeah, cool. Well, he had that stint with where they blew up the ship, right? And they were trying to like start a war. The press was was that Bay of Pigs or something? Uh, so the Spanish American War. Spanish, yeah, yeah. He wasn't president then, but that that was like the time of the Rough okay. Riders. Oh, so he was he was he, fighting at that point. Yeah, he fought. Yeah, he fought right. in the war, and he was the Secretary of the Navy, I think, at the time. So it sounds like both of them were, you know, man of the people, but Teddy. Teddy probably has the edge in in terms of being like a a man's man kind of guy. He really was, yeah. I think I think FDR was a little more. He I think he's just always kind of been, or he was always kind of feeble because of the because of the illness or whatever. I don't. I think the uh, the Roosevelt family might have done a little bit too much inbreeding, maybe. But <laughs> very true. <laughs> but uh, that that happens, you know. Yeah. You know. Teddy Rose, uh, Teddy really suffered from bad asthma growing up and he like with a regimen of exercise and boxing and, and, uh, like horse riding and stuff like that. He, uh, like overcame the asthma as a kid and again, became a man's man. Like he went, even though he was a conservationist, he, he was a huge hunter, like killed, lions and elephants and uh stuff on on safari and was also a big hunter in the the west america west was that before everything was settled or was it more like free land so i mean obviously i guess you could i mean it was it was settled it it was settled but like you could you could hunt freely okay interesting so teddy was a g he was he was a man's man for sure i think he was kind of the last powerful roosevelt i want to say like you know like into competing and fighting and all that stuff i don't think the roosevelts are known for their competition i guess but they're more they're a smart breed what other roosevelts do you know fdr obviously he was i mean he's obviously like one of the biggest ones that's the thing is okay, I, but that you can't make general I statements. Know. Yeah, I'm just saying from my observation. Yes, you're just saying, but you can't just you can't just make general statements yeah, like totally. that. But speaking of general statements, I want to <laughs> I want to ask you <laughs> I want to ask you what you think of the atomic bomb because FDR was influential in, in the creation of the atomic bomb. That's just, you know, a general blanket bomb statement. What I think about the atomic bomb, uh, I guess cool technology, but that thing fucked up Japan real hard twice. Yeah. Japan, uh, they came back pretty well. I mean, Japan is like, all right, getting off topic, but Japan is like one of the most interesting, I guess we'll call it a comeback stories in in the world. Like after World War II, they really industrialized and and became a modern nation. I mean, they kind of had to. They had nothing in those cities and it was pretty much all destroyed at at that point. So going back to the bombs. Japan's a pretty big place. The bombs didn't, it didn't engulf Japan, but. I mean, it 
level the, the war the Hiroshima war took, and Nagasaki. took a toll on them yes for sure yeah and i mean maybe the fire bombings were worse like well they were they probably more spread completely out completely yeah. level cities yeah all right we're yeah. getting way off topic guy but that's what i'm saying is is f i think fdr is one of the most important figures in the in that era because he was kind of the the guy who secured all the funding and told him to create the atomic bomb just because it was becoming apparent that the allied forces at that in the late 30s were gonna were gonna make their own atomic bomb so it was kind of yeah, in competition I mean, with them. It, you have to judge a president based on the time that the era and the time yeah. that they served. Like that needed to happen at the time. So I feel like any president would have done that, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because, I mean, it ended the war. Yeah, true. But that's the thing is, do you think he, I mean, FDR didn't drop the bomb because he died. He, he died, died before, a little yeah. shortly before. August 6th and August 8th were the dropping of yeah, the bomb. Yeah, and then Tr- Truman was the one who signed off on the the dropping of the bomb. Harry. Because uh, FDR died in his fourth term in 45. Do you think Teddy would have made the bomb? I think, I think Teddy so. would have I mean, been all was, about it. Yeah, I mean, he, he built up the that's Navy. True to be like he essentially made america a superpower by building up the navy as big as he did uh at the time he made it biggest the biggest navy the second largest navy only to britain Uh. because britain was like all imperialistic and and such so you you don't think america was like a naval or a war superpower before that they weren't even a superpower, wow. I would say. Like they were, Teddy really brought about like a time, uh, an an era of actually expanding and and making America a player in the world scene, not just the Western Hemisphere. Huh. Yeah, and he was again like one of the first. He was probably the first modern president to be big on foreign policy, and uh, Teddy was just instrumental in like making America a superpower. Really? Okay. So you think at the yeah. at the turn of the this this twenty first century he was or is that twentieth century yeah the twentieth century he was he was what made America a superpower I think okay. so in my humble opinion in your humble opinion so okay so obviously um, Teddy had a lot of extracurricular activities so but so did FDR and I. And I do have to mention this because it's part of who he was, but FDR wasn't the most faithful person to Eleanor Roosevelt because he, um, at least from what I've read, is that he's at least had two affairs and one one was with his uh, longtime secretary, I think her name was Missy, who in, in his defense, he put her family in his will after she had a stroke and couldn't really work anymore oh. so he was a good guy but maybe for the wrong reasons so did did teddy have any uh any misdoings with his wives he was married twice right married twice his first wife and his mother died on the same day do you know how they died one died same day on his <laughs> super shitty day on his 22nd birthday no nope, nope never mind never mind never mind no, never mind. He got married on his he got married on his second birthday. When is his birthday? What day? I don't know. Doesn't say the date. Doesn't say in in this part okay, of the article. No. But his wife died two days after giving birth 
to their daughter. Their only daughter? Their only daughter because she had an undiagnosed case of kidney failure, which was called Bright's disease at the time. And then his mom, Mitty, died from typhoid typhoid fever 11 hours prior to his wife dying in the same house. Wait, so he had... Within the span of three three ish days, he had a new child. Yep. His wife or his mom died, his mom and died then and his, his wife, wife died. died. Damn, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So then, yeah. how long did it take before he remarried? He remarried in eighteen eighty six. So two years after his wife married, and he says he has at, after his wife passed, he said that he has regrets about how quickly he he remarried. Okay, but they they stayed married. They stayed wow. married, and your boy was faithful. Yeah. All right. Was he a was he a Catholic guy? Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he was big on religion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what dr. I don't know what religion FDR was. I don't think they were big on religion. Yeah. The family. I don't think the Roosevelts. I couldn't really find anything on that front. Okay, I think we're going to wrap it there. But do you have any famous quotes you want to say from Teddy? Here we go. This is a good one. When you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on. It's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. When did he say it? Do you know? Doesn't say. But I also like... You don't get two quotes, dude. Yeah, but his most famous one is is worth saying. So suck it. Hold up, hold up. I want to get the full quote. So at the Minnesota State Fair in 1901, he said, speak softly and carry a big stick and you will go far. That's it? Yeah. I thought that quote was longer. That's like his most famous quote. I mean, it was in his speech, right? Uh, Yeah. But that's how he ended it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite, I mean, the I guess the most famous quote from FDR is, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself in, in response to uh, the Pearl Harbor bombing. Yeah. I'll play a, I'll play a sound bite right here. That's a good one. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode. Remember to rate and subscribe however you listen to us. Uh, And remember, go vote. It is your civic duty, and it's just as important to become history than to listen to it. And make sure uh, you hit us on our socials. Wait, 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 wait. Does that imply that we... Are making, making history? history, but if you vote, you make history. I feel like. Oh, nice. Okay. Obviously, ne- not everybody's your vote isn't recorded in in terms of like hist- historical meaning, but it matters because it adds up to the to the number. All right, you're getting too too into it. I I just. Well, you asked the question. I thought it was funny, so I thought I would make a funny statement. Oh yeah, and you failed. You ruined it. You, you ruined, ruined it. it. I was explaining it. I was explaining my statement. All right, all right, all right. You can visit, you can check out our website, brotherversebrotherpod.com. Email us at brotherversebrotherpodcast at gmail.com. And our Instagram handle is brotherversebrother underscore podcast. So hit us there, make your suggestions, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Smell you later. Bye. Just a reminder, everybody, the Brother vs. Brother Decathlon is coming up shortly. We got about two weeks left. Nick is flying in from Colorado to, in, to here in New York, and we're going to start our competition there on the 14th. It's already November, dude. Where did the year go? I know. I was telling mom and dad that the other day. That's crazy. Anyways, so make sure you get your votes in. You can email us your suggestions 
at brothervsbrotherpodcast at gmail dot com, or or you can take the survey on our website. Where's the Where's the survey, Nick? At the top of the episodes page. Top of the episodes page. So make sure you hit us up, and we'll see you in the movies because we're gonna make a movie about it. Good one. Cut. <laughs>